welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Before I dive into things, I just want to say thanks. I just want to thank you for listening um, and thank you for taking these steps into action it, it means a lot to me when I hear from you guys that you're like, oh shit, like this episode changed my my whole perception on things or, you know, my relationship is so much better with my girlfriend because of this podcast. Thank you so much. And whenever I hear that stuff, I'm just like, ah, it fuels me obviously to do this shit more and get more in my element of what I'm doing with my life, which is helping men. And it's it's messages like that that really keep me going on days when I'm like, oh, fuck this. It's too hard. <laughs> or like, uh, I should just get a nine to five. <laughs> like, fuck. Um, cause there, there are those days and no, I've never thought I should get a nine to five. <laughs> cause I know that's not, uh, that's not me. You know, that's not, that's not what I see myself do. It doesn't align with my ultimate vision, but it's just, there are a lot of tough days. And you know, whenever we have a tough day, we have a pick me up and my pick me up, my favorite pick me up is hearing from you guys. And it's not like, Oh, I want to, I want to work with you. That's not necessarily it. It's really, you've changed me or this piece of content changed the way I think. Um, and I've, I never thought about that before in my life. Like that shit, ugh, like lights a fire in me and it's just super exciting. And it, it lifts me up and puts me in this place of Steph, keep going. You're doing good shit. So thank you. Um, yeah, today's, and, and plus I just want to also throw out there throw out there that I'm also a human. And a lot of times I'll talk on this podcast about things where it's like, put these steps into action and like do this and do that. And, you know, I throw a lot out there and just so that I'm not coming across like a hypocrite. Um, I just want you guys to know I'm working on all this stuff too. You know, I don't have everything down perfectly. And, and a lot of you reach out to me and you're like, oh, you, you have it all together and blah, blah. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just like you. I'm just like anyone else. I'm figuring it out. Yeah. This is what I study every day. And what I try to do my, I really do try to focus on this stuff. The majority of my life is spent trying to focus on this stuff and teach it to other people and help them implement it as well. But I still struggle. Like I still have days when I'm like, fuck, I didn't, what did I get done today? Or like, you know, I'm, I'm not waking up in the mornings or I'm having a lot of trouble with my, with my routines and my relationships, you know, like I have, I started a bad conversation and it's, you know, it's my fault for taking it there. And, you know, it's, it's tough. Cause I've even had, I've even had people call me out before or one person call me out and say, Oh, like miss relationships. Like I thought you would, you would respond better or like be a better, I thought your miscommunication. Like I thought you'd be able to communicate better. And, you know, I've had people say that shit. Um, and it's just, that's hard, you know, cause it's like, there's a lot of pressure I feel there's a lot of pressure sometimes on me and that's that's myself putting pressure on myself that I have to be perfect just because I I coach people around this stuff. But at the end of the day, I just want you guys to know that I'm coming from a place of humility too where 
I'm, I don't have it all together. And all this stuff is really fascinating to me and I love teaching it, but that doesn't mean I do it to a T. It doesn't mean I'm perfect. It doesn't mean I'm 100% every day and I'm go, go, go. I love life every single day. Okay. It's not, I'm still a fucking human. Anyway, with that being said, I wanted to jump into a couple topics today, pretty much what I learned this week that stood out to me most. Um, cause I thought it would just, I, th- there are just a lot of cool lessons in this week and I'm like, fuck, I want to share this with someone. So who better to share it with than you guys? Um, I think the first one I'll talk about is literally the call I was just on with one of my clients and he said something that really stood out to me that I never thought of before. I never looked at it this way. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. And it had to do with to-do lists and He said, I don't want my to-do list to prevent me from living life. I want it to help me live my life. And he said it the reverse way. He was like, I want my to-do list to help me live my life, not prevent me from living my life. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, holy shit, that's true. And he's like, I want my to-do list to be my friend, to be my guide. And I never thought of a to-do list like that um, because especially in my nature, and running my own business, I do have this mentality of go, 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 you know? Um, and I, I'm not one of those people that's like, sleep is stupid. Like, I think those people are stupid, to be honest. Um, sleep is the most important thing you can fucking do. Um, get good quality sleep, not sleep your life away. There's a difference. But anyway, the to-do list has been controlling my life. When he said that, I was like, wow, you know what? My to-do list, a lot of the time, does not help me it prevents me from living. It prevents me from being, from feeling relaxed and happy and in this place of excitement because you can't really get excited when there's all these things to do and you're not moving fast enough and you give yourself, um, you know, these, um, what's it called? When you just put too much on your plate, you know, and it's like not even possible to do all this shit in one day. And then you feel let down by the end of the day because you didn't get it done. Meanwhile, most people would never get all that done or you didn't prior- you didn't prioritize it right or you didn't, um, you know, calculate different parts of your day that would interfere with getting that stuff done. So I thought that was really interesting was to look at it from the angle of, okay, how can my to-do list help me? Like, how can my to-do list be my friend and get me you know, excited to, to fulfill different parts of my life. And I think it's important too, to break up your to-do list in terms of, um, there should be, there should be three things on there that are strictly business that you have to get done on that day for business. Just three, you know, not seven or eight. Like I usually give myself (laughs) like three main three, a big three for business to do's. And then there should be a big three for personal to do's. And that's something I always push aside, which is something I really need to work on. Um, So it's like, okay, what about your personal life? Like what about um, things that just make you happy or things you're just, you just feel good doing or your social, you know, have to do with your social life, your friends or doing a hobby that you want to work on more. And, um, and you guys know, I'm, you guys probably know I'm a pole dancer. Um, That's my hobby. So I do aerial dance and when I, when I don't finish my to-dos, I had, or I used to do this, I used to punish myself and be like, well, now you can't go to pole class because you didn't finish your work. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I can't use that as a punishment 
I can't like, first of all, I shouldn't be punishing myself in that way, especially when this is a hobby that strengthens my body and, and does a lot for me. Um, but yeah, just like you can't see your friend, pretty much telling myself you can't see your friends and you can't do what you love because you didn't get 8 million things done on your business, you know? Um, so that, that went out the window, you know, I've been working on, that doesn't count. You know, that's my poll is part of my big three now. So it's, I think it's good to have that to remind ourselves, Hey, pers- our personal life is just as important. So let's try to have a big three for personal and let's try to have a big three for business or work, um, whatever you do. So that's, that's really helped me a lot and try to keep that list down to just the important things because it can often get carried away and you'll start throwing things on there along the day. And then you're just overwhelmed because like I said, you can't get that much accomplished in a day. It's not even possible. And especially because you keep adding shit on throughout the day. So you're getting shit done, but you're not acknowledging what you're getting done. You're just focused on, Oh, I'm adding more to the list. Look, there's so long. There's so much more. Um, so really just put put that on a separate list and be like, this is stuff I can get done tomorrow or push for another day of the week um, and just focus on the essentials. So, and that's often how you don't um, procrastinate, right? If you just have those six things every single day, you make a big three for each business life and personal life, then, and you just stick with that and tell yourself, all right, it's not changing for the rest of the day. It's not changing. Um, then you then you know that by the end of the day, if you didn't do one of those things, you have a procrastination problem around that one thing. In which case, reach out to me because we can work through it. There's a reason why you're procrastinating with that thing. You have an emotional block. So it's really interesting to see what you procrastinate and why. Figure out why so that when you figure it out, you can move past it and you can actually start doing it. So that was just cool on the to-do list part, uh, lesson, I should say. Another... Another uh, lesson of the week was yesterday. I went to a, I went to a book writing and speaking event, and it was two days long. It was Wednesday night and Thursday all day. And um, yeah, so I went to this event. Of course, they're trying to sell you into their. Uh, it was a venture capitalist um, business, and they're trying to get you in to buy, you know, their services, which I knew was coming. So I'm like, Hey, all right, no, I'm not ready to, I, I, I don't want to invest in this at this time. So, but I do want to just talk to the woman and see what the offer actually is. Cause as a businesswoman, I think it's interesting to just see, hear out other people's offers, especially if it's in the coaching industry or in an industry I'm very fascinated in. Um, and I never went to a book writing event or a speak writing of a speaking event. So I was like, Hey, this is, this is pretty cool. This is new. Let me see what they have to offer. So I sat down with her and she starts asking me about my business. And I said, um, and she said, well, how's your business doing? You know, how's your business doing this month? And I said, well, it's not, it's not as good as last month. It's not as good as a couple months ago because I, I just moved into a new place. You know, I got a new puppy. I'm in a new relationship. Um, blah, blah, blah. And I started just making these pretty much excuses for why my business wasn't, isn't now, uh, where it was a few months ago. And she said, okay, well, those are excuses. And she said, do you think Dr. Phil makes those excuses? And I was like, oh shit. Uh, and she goes, when, when Dr. Phil gets working, do you think he tells, do you think he tells his assistant, no, I can't do it. I got a new puppy. 
And I said, uh, no. <laughs> she was like, yeah. And she's like, so why are you doing it? And I'm like, um, wow, no one's compared me to Dr. Phil before, but that's pretty fucking dope. And I never thought about it like that. Um, but it's, it's true. And it, it just reminded me, you know, Steph, why, and I was talking to my client about this too today. We were talking about excuses and I brought up the story and, um, you know, it's interesting, it's interesting to see like, you know, the book I'm reading currently is if it's important to you, you'll do it. If it's not, you'll make an excuse why you shouldn't. And that kind of just put me in a perspective of, okay, well, is my business, like, what's the most important thing to me? And um, why Why do I tend, or why in the past couple months have I been making excuses for um, for just lacking lacking a little bit of hustle, which is, and, and part of me wants to give myself a break, you know, because it's like, okay, well, I did have a lot of personal change in my life and I don't think it's wrong to give yourself a little break when you have a lot of personal change and you have to learn to adapt uh, to a new lifestyle. But at the same time, you know, if you want to be, um, especially me being a business owner, like I can't let I can't let that stuff get in the way. And I can't, I mean, I can, I can give myself a break and learn to adapt, but to use it as an excuse is a different story. And she just pretty much called me out on my shit and was like, you know, you know, why are you, why are you using these things as excuses? And I was just kind of dumbfounded and deer in the headlights. It was really awkward. (laughs) I was just like, okay. Uh, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I, I'm making excuses and that's, I can't do that. You know, I, um, so it it just put me in this place of reprioritizing my life and saying, Hey, you know, the more I tell my brain that, Oh, well, this is why I'm not, this is why I can't succeed to the extent I want to, because this, this, and that, the more we give ourselves reasons why we can't succeed or why we can't do that thing that we really want to do. Um, cause my client had something he wanted to do and he made an excuse too. So we were taught, I was telling him, um, like, you know, the more you tell your brain, you, the more excuses you give your brain or tell your brain, Hey, this is why I can't do it. The more your brain is just going to believe you and go with it. And whenever you want to do that thing, you really want to do, you're, you're going to have those thoughts of, well, this is why you're not doing it because a, B and C, because you're programming your brain to, to understand and, and hold true that this is why this can't get done because of this, this, and that. And as I said in past episodes, past episodes, your brain will always prove you right, no matter what. So if you tell your subconscious something and actually believe it, um, if you tell yourself something and you actually believe it, it seeps into your subconscious where you'll have these, this underlying theme literally going on in your head of this is why you can't do it. This is why you won't have it. You won't have it. And then it just turns into you won't have it or you can't. You can't have it. And this is where our limiting beliefs come from. And I know there's a lot of like self-help guru people talking about limiting beliefs and blah, blah, blah. But um, this is literally what it is in your brain is when you have subconscious thoughts and when you have, when you have certain things happen to you and then you say, oh, this is why, then you, you create a new belief. And the more you say it out loud and the more you believe it to be true, the more it seeps into your subconscious mind which is then overwhelmed with this thought of you can't do it because you've given yourself excuses, right? So like the underlying theme of the subconscious is you can't do this thing. And then consciously, which is only 3%, 2 to 3% of our um, action comes from conscious, uh, 
conscious thinking. The rest of it is subconscious, which is fucking wild. So that's how powerful the subconscious mind is, like a million times more powerful than the conscious mind. So whenever you instill these beliefs, then it's so hard for your conscious mind to believe otherwise or act on otherwise because you've instilled these beliefs that are taking over the subconscious, which is that much more powerful than the conscious mind. So that's why we try to do certain things and we're like, oh, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it because you have these underlying beliefs that are opposite and they'll always win those underlying beliefs because that's your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind will always fucking win every time. So you have to program it to believe something new because guess what? Like when you have a conscious thought and you're like, you tell yourself one time, okay, I can do it. I can do it. You think when that one thought goes into your subconscious that the rest of your subconscious is going to be like, all right, let this thought in. No, it's going to be like, fuck no, that's not our belief. Get it out here. Get it out. Get it out. And then you'll just keep going with your, the same beliefs. That's why it's so hard to, um, I have a visual of this in my head. I wish I could explain it to you right now. I hope it's easy to understand. Um, but that's why it's so hard to, um, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, you know, people think all of a sudden a date, you know, January 1st is going to change everything, right? It's, it's not. And that's why Blue Monday, which is the third, my, I think I mentioned this, uh, is the third Monday of the year, which is the most depressing day of the year. Because people realize, hey, they're not fucking changing. They're not doing it. Um, and it's because their subconscious mind is programmed for so long to believe otherwise. So they can't change. You can't change in that short amount of time. You just can't. It takes time. And that's why I coach men. I have them commit at least to three months with me because that's what it takes to form a habit. You know, it actually takes, people think it takes like 20 days. It takes about 67 days to form a habit. Um, and then, you know, once, once men do form a habit, then I hold them accountable to keeping that habit. And then I can say, all right, like you're in a different place and they are. So that's really what it takes, um, in order to, in order to change your subconscious. Cause you're probably thinking, right, well, how do I change my subconscious programming? And there's a lot of ways to do that, um, But one way is the way you speak to yourself, the language you use, okay? Because your beliefs start with your verbiage. So whatever you say, whatever you say in your head or out loud, especially out loud, or on paper, writing it on paper is a great way to change your subconscious programming, is is so essential to starting your, your new belief system. But like I said, it takes time. But just with repetition... And changing of your language to pot to what you want and more positive statements versus negative. You know, a lot of us go on with statements when it comes to what we want. We'll, um, we'll say, well, I don't want to be fat. And that's a negative context, the way, you're, the way you're wording that language, right? I don't. First of all, you're saying I don't. You're not saying I want. You're saying I don't. So the brain hears don't. It doesn't hear want. Um, and then you're saying fat. So you're focusing on being what you don't want to be. So that's what a lot of us do. We have this tendency to just be like, I don't want to be fat. I don't want to be fat. Okay. What do you want though? And starting to program ourselves in, in the way of saying things more like I want, I want to, I want to be 10 pounds lighter. You know, I want to be whatever weight you want to be. I want to feel I want to feel lighter on my feet. I want to wake up and feel strong. You know, and and guys, not going to lie, I do this thing where I kind of brainwash myself sometimes and it works. So I'll just explain <laughs> explain it to you really quick. 
um, when I go to bed, uh, I don't know. I've talked to, I talked about this in past podcasts, but I have night sweats whenever I get really stressed. Uh, I sweat like a motherfucker. It's really gross. Um, <laughs> it's very unattractive. Uh, so I sweat a lot in my sleep whenever I'm under a lot of stress. So what I do to always get out of that, and I have nightmares too, like every night, like I have crazy nightmares and I sweat whenever I'm really stressed. So what gets me out of that every single time is, is, um, whenever I fall asleep that night, like when I know, when I feel like I'm going to have another night sweat, cause it happens every day for like a few weeks. Sometimes if I'm in that negative place, when I go to bed, the last thing I do, la- very last thing before I feel like I'm falling asleep is I say, oh, it feels so good to wake up dry. It feels so good to wake up dry and it feels so nice and I'm so cuddly and I feel so comfortable and this is amazing. I'm so happy. I'm so happy how I feel right now. And I'll just put my body in the state of like actually being in a place where I wake up dry and not sweating. So I don't go to bed if I, and if I go to bed doing the opposite, if I'm like, oh, I don't want to sweat, I don't want to sweat, uh, I wake up in dr- like I wake up drenched because that's what my subconscious is hearing and that's what my brain is focused on. So if I can put my body in a feeling state and really feel it, like really actually feel like, ooh, like I'm, I'm dry, this feels amazing, like feel what that's going to feel like and I tell my body and I give it some sort of direction, then my then my mind can roll with it. But if we give our, our mind the wrong direction, it will roll with the wrong thing. Like I said, it will always prove us right. It's always listening. It's always listening. Like you cannot escape your mind. You cannot escape your subconscious, right? Like if you have thoughts by yourself and no one else hears you, guess what? You hear you. So that's the most important person who you have to make sure hears the right thing. Um, so it's really... It's really just a matter of working with your, I would just start with your language. Really, seriously, start with your language. Whatever language you have right now, take note of it. Take note of whether it's, I, I can't do this, or I hate how my ex-wife always does this. She's such a bitch, and I hate, um, I'm terrified of women. Like I, or, you know, I'm terrified of dating. I never know what to say. Start focusing more on what you do know. You know, what do you, what, what experience did you have that went really well? What are you confident in? What's one thing? And it doesn't even have to be related to women, but what's one thing you're confident about in yourself? You know, fo- put more focus on those things. A- acknowledge those things a little more. And start writing. I, I really, truly recommend that you write every morning in order to reprogram your mind. Write things down in the present moment that you want for yourself. I'll give you a 90-day challenge. Like, try to do this for 90 days. Every single day when you wake up, write just 10 statements. You know, I am am healthier, stronger, and fitter than I was yesterday. Bam, that's a health one. I walk up to women with ease, and I always know what to say, and I feel good about it. Boom, that's another one. Romantic relationships. Do another one for money. You know, I always have money coming in. I always feel wealthy and supported financially. That's a money one. Um, I always, I am happy. I'm at my happiest I've ever been in my life. And I'm so grateful for every day I have on this earth. Boom, that's another one. Happiness. You know, take different areas of your life. Do this like 
and only pick five to 10 and try to write them every day. Like things that you want to feel for yourself, things that you want to make happen, new beliefs you want to instill because you can't start believing something unless you have that repetitive thought around it in the positive, in the positive, right? So watch your language, really, really pay attention to your language and that writing, writing with a pen, not typing, writing with a pen or a pencil, if anyone uses fucking pencils anymore, um, and write, write them down every day for 90 days. And that's a great way to get that subconscious to be reprogrammed because it's now conditioning yourself with, with repetition and with habit and with, you know, you want to be consistent. So try that. And the last point I wanted to mention is pretty much the base, uh, the basic lesson from the book I'm reading right now, which is by Marie Forleo. And she is one of my idols. Oh my God, I love her. Uh, just a really respectful, beautiful businesswoman. Um, truly has such a good heart and she's so smart. Has her own talk show, literally living the life that I want. So... <laughs> So um, her book, her new book, Everything is Figure Outable, is what I'm reading now. And it's really just this, such a simple concept of, look, everything is figure outable. You can figure it out, you know, and, and um, we have this, she tells the story about her mom, who is like this crazy Jersey lady, uh, Italian, and uh and she'd always find her mom like doing crazy shit around the house. Like her mom would be on the roof or like replacing tile in the bathroom or like had the car open and was like working on the car. And like, and she'd always be like, mom, how do you do all this shit that like you didn't ever study or like never really practice? And she's like, she's like, Marie, everything is figure outable. <laughs> like, she's like, you can do it. If you really want to make it happen, you could do it. Uh, this is my jersey coming out. <laughs> so. And it's, it's true. You know, we, we forget that we're, that we're capable of so much more than, than we believe ourselves to be, but that's exactly it. It it stems from our beliefs. Like whatever we, whatever we feel like we can't do, we've instilled that belief pattern in ourselves that we can't do it. And we started when we, it started with language. It started telling ourselves, or maybe someone else told us. That's why a lot of this stems from your roots of your childhood, you know, your parents, what your parents would tell you. And if your parents had insecurities or they had uh, self-limiting beliefs, they will pass them on to you. So for instance, my huge one was money. Like my, my parent, I grew up thinking like, I grew up terrified of money, terrified of money. And it was so bad. Um, because my parents, uh, instilled that in me in different ways. Um, and it's, that just naturally became a belief system in my head. Like money is hard to make. Money is not always there. You know, what if it, what if we lose money? Like what happens? And there was like this fear behind it because it came from them, because I witnessed it. And so that was ingrained in me and that instilled my beliefs without me even realizing it. Right. So it's, it's important to understand like, what are your limiting beliefs? Like what beliefs do you have that you don't want? Where do you think they came from? Because the more understanding you have of where they came from, the more control you have over them and you can change them in your life. So I think that's just, you know, I'll probably go into the book a little more next podcast because this is getting a little long. Um, But I just want you to remember that, that everything, you know, if you have that mantra for your life, I hate using words like that, but whatever. 
Um, <laughs> sounds so LA. <laughs> Uh, if you have, if you have that reoccurring theme in your head of, you know, I can figure it out. Like, I'll just figure it out. It's no big deal. I'll figure it out. Even when it comes to like, especially when it comes to women guys, cause I know, you know, men for the most part do have the mentality of like, all right, let's solve the problem. Let's figure it out. Like that's a very masculine uh, way to, to, to take something and deal, you know, you just deal with it. You just do it. You don't talk about it. Just try to fucking do it. Um, but when it comes to women too, and your relationships too, I want you to think about this stuff, this stuff that's more, um, stronger in the feminine or for females, that's naturally easier for females. I want you to think, you know, I could figure it out. You know, I could figure out this, um, you know, I could, I could figure out why I'm, why I'm terrified of dating, or I can try to figure out And, you know, I'm here to help you too, if you can't figure it out. That's my whole job is to help you figure out what, what your emotional blocks are, you know, what's holding you back and what do you need to do to move forward? Um, so that's what my line of work is really all around. That's what I help men with. But, but just know that like with us working together or even by yourself, if you can figure it out by yourself, that's great. Um, but I would love to help you obviously. And I just want you to know I'm here to help you, but you will figure it out regardless of who helps you. You can and you will figure it out if you want to, if it's important to you. And if it's not, you'll make excuses. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It would mean so much to me and really help the podcast grow. Have a great, amazing day, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. And I will talk to you soon.